What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Tuesday, February 18th. Hopefully, all you guys have had a nice, cool, and calm week up until this point. Continue to work hard, strive for your goals, keep dream chasing. Never let anybody steer you away from your dreams and your goals. You know, always chase after your aspirations because it's your life at the end of the day. And don't let anybody ever have their negative opinion and let it change you but with that being said so me personally I have always stood by a couple basketball theories but the one that I want to talk to you guys about today one of my theories is that I'm a true believer it's not even really a theory but I am a true believer that when you are trying to get to the NBA your college decision your college choice whatever school you decide to go to out of high school really is important it matters you know it's a whole bunch of things that play into it from the coaching staff to the players you're going to play alongside to the playing style are they going to get you one and done are you going to get your shine are you going to improve are you going to be the number one option it's a whole bunch of things that go into it and you know for me so to any for any advice to any recruit out there it's honestly just it's it's a different different strokes for different folks, to be honest with you. Everybody's path is different. Everybody's situation is different. Nobody's really the same player, but there is certain categories that you're going to lump players into. But, you know, you, you got the Kentuckys. You got Coach Cal, Calipari, who does a really good job, you know, getting one-and-done type players and turning them into, you know, NBA All-Stars and getting them max contracts from Devin Booker to Carl Anthony Towns to, you know, a whole bunch of really good players, Anthony Davis, Coach Cal has really found his niche with those type of players. Then you have Duke, Coach K. He has a couple NBA All-Stars with Brandon Ingram and Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum, but Coach K really produces role players. And there's nothing wrong with that because he really produces a lot of NBA players. And at the end of the day, that's all that really matters that you can put players in the NBA and help them reach their goals and change their family's fortunes forever. And so it's nothing wrong with that, but he gets those players that just find their role and do what they got to do to the best of their abilities, like a JJ Redick or um, a Luke Kennard, you know, players like that, Jalil Okafor. He has a whole bunch of players like that and there's nothing wrong with that. And then you have the Michigan States. Coach Izzo does a really good job with player development all the players that he's put into the league for the most part have had successful careers. You look at his players that he has in the league today. You got Gary Harris for the Denver Nuggets. Of course, you got Jaron Jackson Jr. for the Memphis Grizzlies. You got Denzel Valentine still with the Chicago Bulls. You got Brent Forbes with the San Antonio Spurs. Of course, you got Draymond Green with the Warriors. Coach Izzo really knows how to produce talent when he gets it and turn him in, you know, turn them in from dust to diamonds you know he really knows how to get those you know unheard of unheralded kids in the college and then really shape them up and turn them into NBA players but you know you have in you know in terms of what conferences and college basketball produce the best pro players to me I'd say in order it would have to be the SEC the ACC the Pac-12 the Big Ten and then the Big 12. That would be my order right there, specific order for the for the um, the Power 5 conferences. And so I want to shine some light on the Pac-12. And most specifically, the Pac-12 from this past decade on the back end, from like 2015 to 2020, and even now, and even next year. I want to talk about the type of players that the Pac-12 have put into the league. And so, of course, you know, even before 2015, you have players like Russell Westbrook went to UCLA. You have players like Darren Collison, UCLA, of course. Drew Holiday, UCLA. 
You had James Harden at Arizona State. You got Kevin Love at UCLA. You had DeMar DeRozan at USC. You have a whole bunch of really, really, you know, all-time great players that have come out of the Pac-12. But fast-forwarding up until 2015, up until now, of course, you got players like Stanley Johnson, who was one of the best players in his high school class. He spent a season at Arizona, um, the 2014-2015 season. He had a really good year playing under Coach Sean Miller. Of course, he goes and gets drafted, plays most of his career for the Detroit Pistons, but now he's a really solid member for the Toronto Raptors, so he had a really good career. You look at other players, you got Alonzo Trier, who also played at Arizona for a couple years. He had a lot of off-the-court issues with like player enhancement drugs, but if it weren't for that, I guarantee you his stock would have been much, much higher going into the NBA draft. But even though he was an undrafted player, of course, he's from Seattle, Washington, he made the New York Knicks roster, and even though he hasn't played a lot, he's still been a very, very good piece for the New York Knicks. So Arizona coach Sean Miller, even though they have a lot of problems off the court, they've done a good job producing players. So that's just a couple of them. Going to other schools, you have players like Kenny Wooten, who played at Oregon from 2017 to 2019. He gets drafted, or he doesn't even get drafted. He goes undrafted. He's currently playing in the G League for the uh, Westchester Knicks, which is the G League affiliate of the New York Knicks. And he's been balling. He's been one of the best players in the entire G League. He's really good at blocking shots. He's a super, super freak athlete. His motor is crazy out this world. He runs the floor hard. He plays hard. He's a really good defensive player when it comes to blocking shots. Dana Allman did a really, really good job when it came to his player development. And he's going to be a really good player. And honestly, if you give him a couple more seasons, I really think the Knicks could even take his game to a higher level. And then eventually he'll be on the active roster playing for the New York Knicks instead of being on a two-way deal with the Knicks and their G League affiliate, the Westchester Knicks. So that's another player. Then you have a player who came out of nowhere, but I've been following him my whole life because he's actually, he's not from my hometown. He's actually from Pasadena, but he played his high school basketball at Etiwanda High School, which is in Rancho Cucamonga High School, where I, or excuse me, which is in Rancho Cucamonga, California, which is the city that I'm from. And he goes by the name of Jordan McLaughlin. Now, Jordan McLaughlin, he spent four seasons at USC. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. I feel like his senior year, he definitely had a Final Four caliber type team, but Andy Enfield has been, you know, very underwhelming at UC, USC, excuse me. But regardless, he was at USC from 2014 to 2018. He goes undrafted in 2018. He's in the G League grinding. And then just this past year, he gets a roster spot with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he's taken the most of that circumstance, and he's taken it, and he's going to solidify himself to be on that Minnesota Timberwolves roster. He was actually a big reason. He was actually the main reason that the Timberwolves got their first win of the 2020 year against the Clippers, a fully healthy Clippers, you know, no Kawhi low managing, no Paul George low managing. Jordan McLaughlin put on an absolute show, and he's going to get a nice contract from the Minnesota Timberwolves. So shout out to him. He was at USC for four years, was a really good player too. Then you have other players like, of course, you got Markel Fultz who had, you know, I wouldn't say he had a really good season playing at Washington under coach Lorenzo Romar, who's now the head coach at Pepperdine in Malibu. But he didn't make the tournament. And I know, you know, stuff like that happens. He didn't really have the best supporting cast around of, around him. But he still put on a show. He was still a very dynamic player. Of course, he's the number one. He ended up being the number one pick in the 2017 draft. He goes to Philadelphia. Of course, a few years you know, past that time, up until this point, he's currently a member of the Orlando Magic, where he's been a really, really good piece for them. He's finding his confidence. He's finding his rhythm in the NBA. And I've always been saying Markel Fultz has all the tools to be a really good player. And I like everything about Markel Fultz. Hopefully, he can really enhance and improve his jump shot, and then he'll be a 
really, really lethal player. But even then, he's really good on the defensive end. He's a really good passer. He's just a, all around a really good teammate. And I'm glad he's actually found a new home with the Orlando Magic. So then you got him. Of course, went to Washington. Then another player that really came out of nowhere that also came out from the USC Trojans program is DeAnthony Melton, who was ended up being a 2018 second-round pick, number 46 overall. He spent a few years at USC, um, and he really came out of nowhere. Like he, I believe he entered the draft last year, um, and the Grizzlies selected him. And now he is a really, really good piece off the Memphis Grizzlies bench, a team that could quite possibly make it into the Western Conference playoffs, which nobody really seen coming. And D'Anthony Melton has been really, really good. Andy Anfield did another really good job developing him. Another player who was a fringe all-star. He could have really made a case that he should have been an all-star this year, but he is a, still a really good player. Nonetheless, he's still a very, very big factor to his team. Goes by the name of Jalen Brown, who went to Cal, played at Cal Berkeley uh, for one season when he teamed up with Ivan Rabb. He played under Coach Conzo Martin for the UC uh, Cal Berkeley Bears, and he had a, a phenomenal season. I don't think people give enough credit for the one season that Jalen Brown had at Cal. Like He was... One of the, he was probably the most electric slash dynamic players that season in college basketball. And I know Cal did not have a successful year that year. And, and of course, Conzo Martin is no longer the coach at UC Berkeley. He's now at Missouri. But Jalen Brown was really, really fun to watch in his lone year at Cal Berkeley. He, he was actually from a, the Peach State of Georgia, made the transition all the way to Northern California, played one season there. And of course, that next, uh, or that, that pretty much that next after that season, he gets drafted um, first in the first round, third overall pick to the Celtics. And, you know, it's been pretty much history ever since then. So that was a really good player, too, to come out of Pac 12. Another player who. Give him some time. Just like I did, said for Kenny Wooten, give this dude some time, and I guarantee you he will be a really, really good player, is Bo Bo. Bo Bo, of course, um, you know, didn't play at Oregon because of injury, so he only played a few games. But if you watch the games that Bo Bo actually played, and I think it was like less than five games, he was still a really good player. Like, Bo Bo has all the skills to be in the NBA for a very, very long time. He's about, I think he's like 7'3". He can shoot it. He can rebound it. I think the only thing with Bobo is that he's just skinny. But even so, of course, you know, he missed the majority of the season. He ends up leaving Oregon after one season. He enters the draft. He gets drafted in the second round in the four, with the 44th pick. And I know a lot of people were shocked and surprised by that because of, of the skill set that he has. But again, I think the only thing I was holding him back was just how skinny he is. I think a lot of people just think he's bony. He needs to put on some weight. But luckily for him, the Denver Nuggets drafted him. They took a chance on him. Or originally, the Miami Heat drafted him, and then they traded that pick to the Denver Nuggets. And so I think it's a blessing in disguise because we also, if you don't know, the Denver Nuggets took a chance on Michael Porter Jr., who, when he was in the draft, was dealing with back problems, who missed all of his one year at Missouri. And so, you know, it could work out in his favor. I truly believe, you know, right now he's on a two-way contract. He plays for the Windy City Bulls, which is the Chicago Bulls affiliate in the G League. But... The Denver Nuggets don't have a G League team. They're actually one of two teams in the NBA still that don't have a G League team alongside the Portland Trailblazers. So he actually is assigned to the Windy City Bulls, but he's still technically a part of the Denver Nuggets. But yet, again, if you give Bobo some time, get him in the NBA, you know, acclimated to the NBA lifestyle and the rhythm and all that type of stuff, and you put some good weight on him, some healthy weight on Bobo, I guarantee you he will be an effective player down the line in the NBA, whether it's with the Denver Nuggets or somebody else, I still 
firmly believe in Bobo's skill set. I know he's been playing really, really well for the Windy City Bulls, but I'm telling you, just give Bobo some time. He will be a good player. Another player who I really think a lot of people forgot what he did in his one year at UCLA. He's also actually from the same area that I'm from. Shout out to the Inland Empire, California, the 909. Is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, of course, had that dynamic, that that crazy, absolutely sensational one year at UCLA where you, he pretty much saved Steve Alford's job at the time, who's now the head coach at the University of Nevada in Reno. But Lonzo was super, super fun to watch in his one season at UCLA. He went to UCLA for the 2016-2017 season. Of course, he had that big-time game when they went all the way cross-country to play at Rupp Arena versus Kentucky. He put the world on notice. He put the college basketball world on notice, and he was just fun to watch. He was catching lobs. He was one of the best passers, of course. He was a little bit of everything. Like He was sensational. He was super, super fun. He had all the hype coming out of high school. He lived up to it. Of course, he had that big-time game winner versus Oregon. Lonzo was a killer at UCLA. If you do get a chance, please go look up Lonzo's UCLA highlights. He was super, super fun. Again, he was the reason that Steve Alford got to keep his job past then because Steve Alford was probably going to get fired around then, but he brought in a dynamic player, a player that can just fill up arenas and Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo really didn't. Of course, he ends up entering the draft that next season, and of course, he ended up being the second overall pick in the 2017 NBA draft behind um, Markel Fultz. And now, of course, you know, he went to the Lakers. Now he's playing with the New Orleans Pelicans. And he looks like he's finally becoming into the player that people thought he was when he entered into the NBA draft. And I'm happy for Lonzo, man. He's deserved this. He's put in the work. His jump shot's coming around. He's always been a really, really elite defensive player. He's always been an elite passer. He's just starting to find himself. He's getting really adjusted to the NBA game. And honestly, I think it's only up from here, man. A lot of people said he couldn't shoot. He wasn't confident, this and that. And he's put all that aside. He's canceled out all the noise. He's focused on himself. He's gotten better. He's in a new town, new city, new place, a whole different place from LA and New Orleans. And He's figuring it out, and I'm super happy for Lonzo, man. Could not have happened to a better guy. That dude right there, Lonzo Ball, is the truth, and that's a dude that I'm really happy for. The last person that I want to talk about, and then we'll talk about some current players and some future players that could end up being some pro players in the Pac-12, is DeAndre Ayton. Of course, DeAndre Ayton is originally from the Bahamas. He moved over here. He went to some schools in Arizona. He ends up going to the University of Arizona, plays under Sean Miller for a season, has a really, really, really good special year. He's 6'11-ish. He can post up. He can shoot the three, all that stuff. He has a really good year. Of course, you know, they end up losing early in the NCAA tournament to Buffalo and head coach Nato, who's now the head coach at Alabama. But DeAndre Aiden was still that guy, even though, again, the season didn't end how he wanted it to and how Arizona probably planned it to. DeAndre Ayton was still dominant. He was probably the best player in the Pac-12 that season by far, and he was just special too because nobody could guard him. He was a mismatch for pretty much every team in the nation, and he was just special. And, of course, that next season, he ends up being the number one overall pick in the 2000 NBA draft straight out of the Bahamas. DeAndre Ayton was like that. So that is just a list, a small list that I made up of all the past Pac-12 players just from 2015 up until this point. Like, I truly don't believe that the Pac-12 gets enough credit. But some other players I want to mention to you guys coming up with this year's upcoming draft. You got Jaden McDaniels, 
nine-ish, six-ten player. He's originally from Seattle. He currently goes to Washington right now, plays under coach Mike Hopkins. He's a bucket getter. Of course, he gets a lot of comparisons to KD, but man, his handle's tight. His jumper's right. You know, he got a really, really good shooting form. He's really good at getting downhill. He's kind of skinny, needs to put on some weight, needs probably could be a little bit more aggressive. Of course, Washington's not having as much success this year. But that's mostly because they lost their point guard for academic reasons and quite a green. But Jenny McDaniels will probably still end up being a one-and-done player and will probably more than likely be a first-round pick. And even more so, he could end up being a lottery pick. Jenny McDaniels is a good also, you have Jaden McDaniels' teammate at Washington, Isaiah Stewart, who's a 6'10 power forward, originally from New York. I believe he's from Rochester, New York, made the transition all the way over to Seattle, Washington. He's another really good prospect, too. I think he'll end up being a first-round type player, too. His motor is insane. He never stops running the floor, has really good hands when catching the ball and finishing in traffic, gets up and down the court. He's pretty fast for his size. He's very agile and versatile. Isaiah Stewart is another player to really, really keep your eyes on and watch out for the future, too. And then another player who actually played in high school with the Ball brothers, that is Lonzo Ball, LiAngelo Ball, and LaMelo Ball, he goes by the name of Onyeka Okongwu, who is also from the Inland Empire. Shout out to the IE, where I'm from too, which is a, 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 a region that's in SoCal. Onyeka Okongwu is from Chino Hills. He actually, again, he went and played at Chino Hills for all four years alongside the Ball brothers. He graduated the same year as LaMelo, 2019. So right now he's currently a freshman at USC playing under Andy Enfield. And again, Andy Enfield has been very, very underwhelming with the majority of the talent that he's had at USC. But he does get pro prospects. And Onyeko Kongu is another one. He has really, really boosted his stock this season. Like, going into this, I think he would have been somewhere between, you know, late first round, early second round type of player. But he's really established himself. And honestly, it sounds like people are saying he's going to end up being not only a lottery pick, but he'll probably end up being a top 10 pick. And he could somehow find his way into being a top five pick, man. He's 6'10". He rebounds ferociously. On the defensive end, he is a, a all-time rim protector. He blocks a whole bunch of shots. He sends them back. Really, really good mid-range shooter. He's finally starting to space his game out so he can, you know, start hitting a three-point shot. But, man, all around, Onyeko Kongu is a special special talent man and Andy Enfield has a really good player too and he will more than likely be a lottery pick in this upcoming year's NBA draft and so that is some of the current players to keep an eye on for future pro players when it comes to Pac-12 some former or not some former players some future players that could end up playing for Pac-12 programs next year that could end up being pros and more than likely will end up being pros that you guys need to keep an eye out for. I got three names. Now, one of them is actually not committed to a school yet, but it does sound like he's going to end up in a Pac-12 program, so we'll see. But two of them are currently headed to LA school. So the first one is the number one overall prospect in the entire country, and he goes by the name of Evan Mobley. He's from Temecula. Um, really, really good player. He's about seven foot does everything he, he plays like Giannis to be honest with you like that's how skilled and you know just versatile he is he's a really good passer his jump shots really come along blocking shots is you know slight work to him his vertical is really really good he does everything he like he is a unicorn type player like he has long strides so he can get to the rack pretty much at will he will need to put on some muscle when, by the time he gets to USC but trust me I don't think he'll end up being the number one overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft, but I do think he'll be a top five pick because he's just that good. He's just that talented. He has all 
all the attributes to being a really, really good NBA player. Believe me, Evan Mobley is a really good player. And again, he is headed to play for the USC Trojans. His father is actually an assistant coach under Andy Enfield at USC. So that's probably the main reason that he's going to USC. But believe me, he will more than likely spend only one season playing for the Trojans. So that's a player to look out for. Another player to look out for is Dacian Nix. Dacian Nix is a 6'2 point guard, 6'2, 6'3 point guard. He's originally from Alaska, but he play, currently plays at Trinity Christian School in Las Vegas. He is signed and sealed and delivered to play for the Bruins under coach Mick Cronin, and he is a really, really good player too. I don't think he'll be as dynamic and fun and entertaining to watch as Lonzo was, but he's going to be a really, really special point guard out of all, you know, UCLA has a lot of great point guards to go through that program. He's going to be another one. Trust me when I say that. Like, he's going to be on that long list of great point guards to go and play at UCLA. And Dacian Nix is the truth, man. He is a special type of dime dropper. Jump shot isn't really there yet, but it is slowly developing. Really, really has good attributes on the defensive end. He's good at stealing the ball, picking pockets. You know, he knows other teams' handles and stuff like that, so he knows how to rip players. He's another player to keep your eye on. You know, I think it's a good, slight possibility that he will be a one-and-done type prospect. I think he's that good. We'll see what Mick Cronin can do with him at UCLA, but he is another player to watch out for for future references for Pac-12 pros. The last player, again, I said he's not committed to a school currently right now, but he's down to a lot of Pac-12 schools. Like his final list, I believe, is Stanford, Arizona, Oregon, U.S. and I believe USC and North Carolina, I believe, are some of his final schools. And he goes by the name of Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams currently is a 6'8 small forward. He is from Lancaster, California, which is in the Antelope Valley. Shout out to the 661. He currently goes and plays for one of the most hyped and, you know, for good reasons, high schools in America right now. He plays at Sierra Canyon. Now, this dude is, he's ranked in the top 10 in pretty much all the recruiting services and all the ranking services, but. I truly believe when the time is all said and done, you know, looking down 15 years from now, I think Zaire Williams will be the best player from the class of 2020. And if you know, the class of 2020 has a lot of special players in it. Like it's one of the most loaded high school classes of all time. Trust me, Zaire Williams has the full package. He literally plays like Paul George. He doesn't waste dribbles. He knows how to get to his spots. He's a really, really high IQ player. He's really turned into a better playmaker, but he is an elite and I mean elite score again. He does not waste his dribbles. He's getting to his spot in one motion. He's picking defenses apart. He's kind of, again, he's another skinny player, but he is a really, really elite player. And I know Coach Jared Haas, who is the head coach of the Stanford Cardinals men's basketball program, has been recruiting him for a very, very long time. They have been seen as the favorites for a while now. I know for a minute, Coach Roy Williams and UNC, UNC were the favorites, but it seems like that connection has kind of died off. Arizona, Coach Sean Miller have really done a good job of recruiting him lately. Me personally, I think it's you know down to Stanford and UCLA or no Stanford and Arizona. We'll see though. I know Oregon was involved a little bit too, but again, I do think it will come down to Stanford and Arizona. I don't think he's going to commit anytime soon. Or yeah, I I don't think he's going to commit before his high school season ends. I think he's going to wait and play out his senior season at Sierra Canyon. But Zaire Williams, trust me right now, he is a special special type of player. He has the package to be an NBA all-star down the line. Trust me, he is the goods. Go watch him play. He, he is a different type of caliber player, believe me. And so that man was just me vouching for the Pac-12 because the only reason I did that was because 
a lot of people disrespect the Pac-12, and I understand, you know, they've been very underwhelming as a whole. Like, they, you know, haven't had the most, you know, Pac- or NCAA tournament appearances, you know, aside from Oregon and Arizona, you know, Oregon's done a really good job of getting to the Final Four. You know, I think that was, what, 2016 they were in the Final Four. But outside of that, you know, Sean Miller, I don't even think Sean Miller's been to a Sweet 16. I think he might have been to one, but I don't think he's been past that. I don't think he's been to an Elite Eight, and he needs to do a better job because he gets the talent, no doubt in my mind, but he's just not getting it right now. Like this year, he has Zeke Najee, who's a 6'10 power forward from Minnesota, really, really good player. And he also has Nico Mannion, who's a really good point guard from Arizona too. So those are, you know, both of those guys are supposed to be first round picks. And you have Josh Green, who's a really good 6'7 small forward, or 6'6, 6'7 small forward from Australia. All three of those guys are supposed to be NBA draft picks. So he needs to do something. He needs to start winning games. He needs to, you know, really inject some life into that program to get them to, you know, go and make a deep tournament run one of these years. But we'll see. And again, that was just me vouching for the Pac-12, man. They don't get enough credit for the type of pro players that they produce. Again, they produce players like Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, Spencer Dinwiddie went to Colorado. Like, they produce players, man. You got to give the Pac-12 credit. And I know, again, West Coast basketball has been down when it comes to college basketball, even though Gonzaga has been good for years under Mark Few. Aside from that, we haven't really had that many good college teams. And, you know, San Diego State this year under Coach Dutcher is doing a really good job with Malachi Flynn and KJ Fagan and Matt Mitchell and Yanni Wetzel and those guys. But the Pac-12 still does their part when it comes to producing players. And so that was just a list of some players that I really think you know, have done a really good job and they're, you know, pushing the needle for the Pac-12 and they've done a good job representing the Pac-12. So again, I'm a big believer in your college choice matters. You need to go to the place where you can get better as a person, as a player, where you fit in, where you got a good playing style, where you believe in your coach. It's a whole bunch of things that go into your college decision. And for all the players that I named in this podcast, most of those guys did a really good job at picking their school. But as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. I actually write their college basketball articles and blogs. Go check that out at Nuts and Bolts Sports. They have a whole bunch of really, really great uh, writers and a whole bunch of really great bloggers at Nuts and Bolts Sports. I'm also featuring their podcast network alongside a whole bunch of great, great podcasters and a whole bunch of just really, really great content-filled podcasts. Again, that is at Nuts and Bolts Sports. They are located in the nation's capital. They've done a really, really good job, and we're only slowly and steadily growing. Again, that is at Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check us out whenever you get a chance. But with that being said, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. I appreciate you guys for making it this far and listening to me today. As always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That is how we share, grow, and expand the podcast. You guys have a great, enjoyable, and productive filled week. I will talk to you guys soon. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.